Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Behind the Headlines. Today, we're saying hello to Ann Arbor as John Counts joins us to talk about the new newsletter. As I said, our guest today, John Counts, talking about Ann Arbor and my co-host, as always, during spooky season, the one and only John Heiner. John, how are you, my friend? A boo. <laughs> I didn't know we were doing Halloween yet. Uh, I mean, we're in October, so it's all Halloween now. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it was a month ago at uh, you know Costco, so I think that uh, we're on, we're right on schedule. Um, hey, you travel around the state, right? Hey, I do. Yes, yes. You do. You get around. You, I'm gonna ask you a trivia question. What is the number one red news source across Michigan? That is is M Live not the answer to this question? <laughs> It was so obvious to you. Of course it's M Live. I wouldn't ask it's like attorneys. You don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. But yes, of course, M Live is it has been for ever since we started M Live in 2012. Yeah, in terms of uh, unique visitors to a web-based news service, M Live's number one. We're the most read any given month, uh 10 to 12 million unique visitors, which I we we broadcast that, frankly. We market it so. People may have seen that on billboards. We're very proud of it, of course. Um, but what people inside of that may not know is that we have eight newspaper markets and newspapers may not seem sexy in the digital or social media age, but we have eight newspaper markets and some of those papers go back almost 190 years. And digitally speaking, we're still number one in all of those markets. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yes, we are. We're number one in all those markets, even digitally. So uh, we still out there putting out print newspapers. <clears throat> some communities, uh, we do two days a week. Some communities, we still print seven. Um, we have different home delivery schedules. And of course, print might seem a little anachronistic for people who carry their, get their news on their phone or whatever. But uh, my point is, even in digital readership, those eight markets still are our core markets. And so I'm going to ask you one more trivia question. Uh, okay. We have been selling now for two years digital subscriptions to our online news uh, subscriber exclusives, which is about 20% of our content. 40% of all of our subscriptions come from one of those eight communities where we have a newspaper. Do you know which one it is? Well, based on our guest, um, I have a pretty good <laughs> guess of where it is. So I'm going to go with the double A of Ann Arbor. You are correct, Eric. It is Ann Arbor. And thank you for the segue and for moving behind the headlines along like a locomotive <laughs> here. Uh, hey, to our listeners, I'd like to introduce uh, one of our news leaders in Ann Arbor, John Counts. Good morning, John, and welcome back to Behind the Headlines. Good morning, and hello, Ann Arbor, and hello, Michigan. <laughs> oh, I love it. You Did you step all night working on that line? I did. <laughs> I confess. Okay. We're no, gonna get to we're gonna get to hello Ann Arbor here in a minute, but uh, first and foremost, how are you, John? I'm doing good. Had a chilly ride into work today, but it's supposed to be uh, shaping up to be a nice autumn day here in Ann Arbor. And what is happening in Ann Arbor? Um, what is happening in Ann Arbor? We've got uh, we had a city council meeting last night where the city council voted to ban uh, turns on red lights. That's one of the biggest uh, stories coming out of that meeting. We'll see what exactly that entails. Um, and that's kind of like the the big thing right now. We got a couple things uh, going on, cops and courts, 
uh, politics, um, some some restaurant stuff. We we cover it all here. So that's kind of like the big takeaway for this morning, though. Well, it wasn't a literal question, but I think if you ask a, a news editor a literal question about what's going on, you're going to hear what happened last night at City Council, and uh, I think that's that's appropriate for this conversation because the nuts and bolts really of that strong local news readership that we have is the day-to-day -day news that we cover and have covered for literally hundreds of years in these communities. But there, Ann Arbor is kind of special. Um, I think people who live there feel that way. Um, but we also see it in, in our metrics and we see it in reader engagement statistics and a lot of different reasons. Um, Ann Arbor stands out in that uh, stat I gave you that 40% of all of our subscriptions come from the Ann Arbor and Washtenaw area, I think is a testament to how engaged readers are there. And it's no secret that in 2009, the Ann Arbor News, as it was then, closed and was replaced by something called AnnArbor.com, which is our company, uh, which was a digitally focused news uh, operation. Still had a newspaper two days a week, but it became a place of experimentation, Ann Arbor, in our company. And a lot of investment went into that. And there were a lot of learnings about how people prefer to get their news, uh, how, how they still want print or don't want print, um, and the different ways that people consume information. And so I think that spirit of experimentation is still going on in Ann Arbor. And that's gonna be my segue to you about some things that we are trying in Ann Arbor uh, on a trial basis right now that, in the ways uh, that people get their news and engage around their news. And it all goes back to content. It all goes back to local news. So John, I want to turn it over to you. And you had said, hello, Ann Arbor, which I thought was kind of clever, uh, but it's a good way to introduce uh, some of the ways that we're reaching out to readers with new content. So why don't you uh, start a little bit at the beginning with what we started this spring in Ann Arbor and how people might see the different ways that we're presenting content. Absolutely. Um, I will start by saying that I came to this company right in the smack dab middle of the AnnArbor.com experiment. And, you know, we have tried a lot of different, um, tried out a lot of different content over the years that I've been here past 10 years. Uh, and this, this summer, we picked a couple of topic areas that you know we may have scaled back on in the last you know five or six years. Uh, number one being food and drink. We know you know Ann Arbor is kind of a regional hub for foodies because of the the great restaurants and bars that we've got here. And you know we still have a pretty robust uh, business section, business reporters who cover the openings and closings and kind of like the business side of the the restaurant industry. But we really kind of wanted to get into some of these places and, and, you know, sample their food, sample their drinks and, and, you know, let our readers know what, what's going on there. Um, so we've had a feature each week where we sample a dish, dish, a new dish every week. And we send out our education reporter, Marty Slogter to the bars to take on the tough assignment of <laughs> sampling a cocktail every week. And he's, he's uh, relayed to us here that, uh, these the the bar owners and the tavern owners in the in the greater Ann Arbor area can see him coming and be like, "Hey, we know who you are. You're Marty. You're the you're the drink of the week guy. You're the cocktail man for for the Ann Arbor News and M Live. So so that feels kind of good. Um, and a couple see, couple if people don't see how how hard some of this work is that we do. Um, you know, 
this is a dirty job, but someone has to do it. Exactly. So, you know, the other, some of the other content areas that we've been kind of testing out this, this spring, summer include uh, recreation and mostly focused on uh, hiking trails and specifically like mountain biking, cycling. There's a strong cycling community here in Ann Arbor. Um, bike lanes are always a big deal. We cover that at city council all the time, but we wanted to kind of take it a different angle on it and talk a little bit more about like the, the various trails that people could ride in the area. And we have some very engaged reporters who are cyclists themselves who went out and kind of tested some of the trails in the area for us. So people have been reacting very positively to that. And, you know, we're, we're thinking about other kind of recreation ideas, you know, paddling, stuff like that. You know, Washtenaw County has a lot of, of different outdoor recreation opportunities and stuff like that. But now I sound like I'm, a, um, I work for like the, the Washtenaw County Better Business Bureau or something like that. Come, <laughs> come, come to Washtenaw County. We've got wonderful lakes and streams. Well, but, actually, um, we, actually we do. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I think what you, you're getting at is knowing the the nature of a community knowing what makes a community unique and what makes the people who live there feel like inhabitants of that area um and what's the nature of the town absolutely and it's like you know we we've i think newspapers have always tried to have a conversation with their community and get out there and see what people care about what they think about and craft stories and deliver information that is relevant to those interests. So that's kind of what this initiative is, is kind of to meet the reader where they're at and see what they're interested in and, and you know, tell those stories. Um, which, you know, this maybe doesn't apply as much to our third content area, but this is information that everybody needs, which always has great local impact and that's traffic and road construction. So we- John, I just want to stop you there. Uh, you live in Ann Arbor area. I live in the Ann Arbor area. Uh, I've lived here since 2012. And uh, after bike riders, uh, uh, I mean, it's a real biking community. But that my, my, and I have some pet peeves with bike riders in Ann Arbor. But road construction in Ann Arbor, 10 years in, and I haven't got it figured out. I just, it, they, they seem to pick three roads at a time that make it into an impossible maze to get from point A to point B in town without pulling your hair out. It's a gauntlet, you know, and it causes a lot of uh, distress and a lot of cussing. My children don't like to hear me cuss. They get very <laughs> upset, but sometimes when I'm driving around, you know, it just, it just naturally happens. Right. Yeah. This, this past weekend I was, or uh, I think it was Thursday or Friday after work, I was trying to get from downtown over to Carpenter and, uh, I ran into a Packard Road, which opened. We had a story saying yesterday that it reopened after three months, but I was the only car driving down Packard Road, and I wondered why. <laughs> it's because the road was closed. Oops. It happens, <laughs> right? Anyways, that has proven, and we watch readership numbers, and road construction and traffic updates weekly have proven to be very popular with readers. And, you know, there's something about news. A, news should be current. It should be something you may not know uh, that's happening and B, it, it should have utility. It should help you make decisions in your life or inform you so that you can make you know, proper decisions. And then I think 
you know, the, a new a new biking trail fits that uh, a great drink across town. But I, roads and traffic are really universal, I think, in that regard. Absolutely. And, and, and since this has turned into something of a quiz show, I'm going to ask you both. What do you think <laughs> traffic or road construction wise gets the most audience? What what are people most interested in? What's what stories do the best? I would say what roads are closed this week. What do you think, Eric? Uh, I would go with accidents, some sort of something having to do with. Well, I will give you the answer, and it has to do with roundabouts. Oh. Everybody <laughs> loves a good roundabout story. People yeah, have how very. Did that? How did I miss that? People have very deep deep feelings about roundabouts it's like you you go either way on them and you are very usually strong in your opinions either way well you know this is just so quintessentially american a we will not use the metric system <laughs> b b we will not learn a foreign language even though kids in korea know six languages we will not learn a second language and three we cannot figure out a roundabout which is no. the most efficient way to get through traffic and uh uh, you know, I love a good rant, Eric, but there's a roundabout near my house. It must be the, and I just said this the other day, so it must be the only roundabout in the entire world that has signs as you approach it that say, use your turn signal. <laughs> enter the roundabout to signal your intention. There's only one rule in a roundabout. Anyway, see, John, you got me. It's, it's usually like, you know, you go around the roundabout, you kind of hold your breath and hope that everybody knows what they're doing. <laughs> I'm going to order up a fresh batch of roundabout stories around the state <laughs> in the coming few weeks and john this uh, what's been the audience reaction uh, that you could see um to this content um i think the 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 community has responded strongly to to this kind of content and we're continuing to kind of figure out the different different angles and nuances and different stories surrounding these topics and what's the staff reaction been? And I know like it, we can joke about going out and having a free meal and a drink, but what's the the level of engagement and enthusiasm of the staff to start doing some things that we haven't been able to do for, for several years? Well, you know, our, our, our staff all lives in the area too, and they're committed journalists and truth seekers and storytellers, and they love the fact that we're getting deeper on a community level they this is the job that they've always wanted to do and the fact that we're kind of digging in deeper on some different topics um, i think excites them and and you know satisfies that that reporter itch yeah and then um we also have found that an effective way to get news to people are email newsletters which after newspapers might be the next most anachronistic form but who <laughs> has an email inbox knows that it's a very effective way to get a targeted content that you you prefer in the format that you want that you can read at any time of the day so why don't you talk about some of our new offerings that we have had starting this spring and summer in ann arbor uh and one that's probably dear to your heart absolutely yeah, I mean, as anybody who's trying to search for information these days knows, you know, it's just there's so much content out there. It's it's really hard to kind of weed through everything and find the content and news and stories that are relevant to you. So with with that idea, we've created a couple of newsletters here. The, the first couple being like um, 
you know, we have uh, a breaking news alert for stories that, you know, are, are breaking news or we feel like are very important to kind of put on people's radar. So the our people who sign up for that newsletter will get those alerts straight to their, their inbox. Um, it didn't hurt that the first uh, day that we offered breaking news newsletters, we had a pretty big story in Ann Arbor, which was... We did indeed. The University of Michigan, um, post the Schlissel dismissal, hired a new president, Santa Ono. So that was the first uh, breaking news email was the, that the University of Michigan hired hired a new president. So that was pretty big news around here. Um, and the, the second newsletter started out as a kind of compendium, a list of all the headlines that happened during the week. Every Friday, we would do this headline post that just kind of listed out the, ma the main headlines. And so we've kind of collected all of those headlines into a weekly column that I write called Hello Ann Arbor. And I kind of sift through the headlines at the end of each week, Thursday, Friday morning, and see what see which stories most resonated with readers audience wise. And sometimes I'll just pick through them and and uh, find some of those headlines that maybe didn't get read as much and kind of tell the public, hey, you should take a look at this. Maybe, maybe you missed this. So each week we publish those on our news website, mlive.com, and they are delivered to um, your email inbox at 10 a.m. on Friday mornings. You know, I want to go back to something you said and circle all the way back to this topic, the newsletters. But you mentioned that you and our staff in the Ann Arbor News live in the Ann Arbor community. It might be Ipsy, it might be, you know, Chelsea, but we, we live in and around Ann Arbor. And that is true of the, the eight newspapers we have around the state. It's not like anyone's driving from, you know, Ishpeming to Grand Rapids to, to commute to work. Uh, and I think, you know, in my career, I... I Spent eight years in Jackson, 18 in Bay City, uh, spent three years in Flint Saginaw, now 10 years in Ann Arbor. As we become taxpayers, residents, our kids go to school. And I think that's coming through a lot in the Hello Ann Arbor newsletter is the fact that you're a resident of the community. And I, Eric, I don't know if you've seen uh, Hello Ann Arbor, but it's very personalized. And John, like one of the editions of Hello Ann Arbor, said, you know, my eight-year-old daughter broke her arm. And gee, if you ever wanted to know what kind of a medical community Ann Arbor is, <laughs> have your kid break their arm. Yeah, ab absolutely. Um, yeah, I've lived, I live up in Whitmore Lake. I've lived there for nine years now. Before that, I lived in Chelsea for a year. But, you know, my, my kids both go to Whitmore Lake Elementary School. And this past summer, first day of summer vacation, the eight-year-old falls off a bunk bed and breaks her arm, snaps like right at the elbow. Very, very painful. So this was all going on at the same time that the University of Michigan Hospital, they also call it Michigan Medicine, all the nurses were threatening to go on strike. So we were writing about the nurses going on strike right at the same time that we're in the University of Michigan Hospital getting, you know, a pin put in this poor kid's arm. She had to have this elaborate surgery and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, that's that's obviously gonna to kind of bleed into 
the 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 weekly column because we're writing about the nurses being on strike and I was just at the hospital and you know I I think you'll find that a lot of what we report on affects our reporters in much the same way that it affects the rest of the community you know we've got reporters who are born and raised here in Ann Arbor and still live here we have reporters who live in Ipsy and and uh you know, Celine area and, and all over the county. So it's that kind of local engagement that, you know, like I was kind of saying earlier, we got into this business because we care deeply about the communities that we live in and that we cover. And I, I feel like that, that, that sensibility shines through in our work on a daily basis. And that's kind of what I highlight each week in our Hello Ann Arbor columns. Right. And in, we joke about the traffic in Ann Arbor or, you know, bikes and pedestrians and all that, but you live and work here, you're going to know the, the tenor of a community and it's going to reflect your questions you have as you approach your reporting. And it's going to give you a knowledge base, you know, and they call themselves townies. And some people view that as a pejorative in Ann Arbor and other people are very proud of it, but there's a certain characteristics of the community that living around there is going to, it's going to be infused into your reporting. And I think that's, that's true of all eight of our communities. Um, seriously, we have Grand Rapids and we have Flint, we have Jackson and Bay city. And so the people who live there, um, it's not cookie cutter. And one of the things is all of the metrics that we're seeing in terms of how audience is reacting to this content, not just how much they read it, but time they spend on the content and people who sign up for free trial subscriptions or actual subscriptions, um, you know, people who are submitting their registering and submitting their emails, it's all been really positive around this content. And so we're going to, Eric, and uh, if, not sure you know, John knows this, but we're gonna start exporting this process, this methodical process of learning kind of content is unique to each community that might enhance our reporting to our other uh, seven communities around the state. And uh, it's, it's kind of a soft uh, launch type thing. Um, we're going to kind of take our time and, and do it right. But by 2023, I think all eight markets will see additional content that really fits the nature of it, that community, that unique community. Um, and that gives more to our readers, not just more content, but more reasons for our readers to engage around content that matters to them in their community. Um, and, and, and John, what would you say some of the takeaways have been for you so far with the beginning of this experiment in Ann Arbor? Well, you know, we were kind of talking about traffic earlier and, you know, I, I generally avoid all the traffic because I know the back roads. <laughs> so, so maybe maybe that that should be our uh, our slogan for this initiative is M Live. We know the back roads. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're you're not wrong. As someone who travels to our eight offices around the state, it's good to know the alternate routes. And uh, Eric, this may not come as a surprise to you, but if if you can afford it, it's better to to commute backwards do not commute into ann arbor in the morning and leave at the end of the day it's better to be in around ann arbor commute out and come back the other way otherwise it's an extra half an hour a day each way so um john i want to thank you for joining us today and talk about this content initiative in ann arbor i also want to thank you personally um 
for what you've put into Hello Ann Arbor and how you've personalized that and, and made it unique and special uh, and talk directly to our readers. And uh, there'll be more coming uh, around the state, as I said. And if you're in a community like Grand Rapids, uh, Flint, uh, you'll be hearing more about this content initiative as we go into 2023. And we'll start saying uh, hello to your community as well. Thanks, Eric, and, and thanks, John. Um, thanks for joining us today on Behind the Headlines. All right, thanks for having me. And there he goes. Big thanks to John for joining us and John Heiner for being my co-host, as always. If you like what we are doing, like, comment, and share wherever you get your podcasts. He is John Heiner. I am Eric Hulkren, and this is Behind the Headlines.